All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NBA show. It is Friday, March 3rd here, and uh, I'm currently joined with my boy Swaggy. We had a couple of games on last night, and yeah, Fridays are my producing days, so we'll see. We'll see how the show ends. Ciro currently isn't here, and our boy Luke currently isn't here, but Swaggy is here. So Swaggy, how are you doing? Yeah, what's going on, man? So I decided to join up and, you know, trying to get my uh, knowledge back up in the NBA. So, yeah, just happy to be here. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you guys can go check out Swaggy on Swaggy. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, Swaggy, you watch any of these games last night? So last night I did not because the night before, you know, we had – uh, like every team that I covered played like, you know, Memphis, uh, New Orleans and New York. So like yesterday, I kind of just chilled. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and also like KD made his uh, debut that night as well. There was just way too much going on the other night. But like, yeah, last night, nah, I didn't really see any games. Be real. I think there were like 10 games on Wednesday or something like that. I always complain about that on the show where it's a- it's like, dude, when there's 10 games on and there's 20 teams playing and it's on yeah. from here 7 to 1 a.m., it's just tough. There he is. Zero's struggling. He's currently in the <laughs> he's currently in the show. Oh, All right, okay. let me pull up a picture then. So I can hear you. I have my AirPods in and they just won't fucking connect. Yeah, I can hear you. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the highway driving because they called me in early. I'm so goddamn pissed to uh, go report on a story because some guy won a million bucks at a casino on a poker game. Damn. So I'm That's driving. Legit. To, yeah, so I'm driving to the station to pick up my my camera gear and then i gotta go drive to uh, a native american reservation damn nice you, get, you yeah, don't have nice. like class and shit no it's friday i've all i don't i've never had class on friday in college Dude, that's crazy yeah i've never ever had class on a friday free beer at 2 p.m bro why would i have class what, on what do friday? you mean at your fraternity no, at uh, one of the bars, they would switch out. So before the weekend starts on Fridays at 2 p.m., they give out free beer to empty their kegs so they can put fresh kegs in for the weekend. Oh, that's sick. So if you show up at 2 p.m., you can get as much beer as you want for free until oh the kegs goodness. are dry. Are you doing that today? No, I fucking work. I work on Fridays now, but I did that for three years. <laughs> Almost four years. Yeah, that's a pretty good gig. I mean, the beer is kind of shit. Like, it's hit or miss. Some of the beer would be like, you get a good keg. Some of the beer, you get like a bad keg, and you're like, yeah. But that, you'd hope you get the bad keg because like after a few pitchers. Thomas is telling you to watch the road. What's up, Thomas? Oh, me? I was gonna try to argue that no, I, I got I got great vision. I got great vision right now. There's not too not too many people live in Kansas, Thomas. 
No, no, honestly not. One thing I'll miss is the uh, the traffic, like the lack of traffic here. But yeah, Swaggy, sure. how are you doing, buddy? This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good though, man. Just I was just looking at the games and dude, my guy Yaka Pertle for fantasy. You know, dude, dude's oh, a stud. Well, <laughs> dude, we'll I have mean, to dude, talk fantasy later on. Yeah, I just didn't get into fantasy this year. Yeah, it, I'm banning you. Well, actually, you're 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 my boy, so I'll. It's not a permanent ban, but I'm not pleased with your lack of dedication to the to the league this year. Uh, Swaggy, what's annoying is Swaggy won my baseball league this year. He won my football league, and he's on pace to win our uh, basketball league. Dude, baseball league. is fucking insane. Nah. The fact that you guys do a baseball league is ridiculous. I love fantasy baseball. So I set my lineup every day. Yeah, it's actually so fun. That's fucking like a thousand games you have to worry about. No, it's it's literally so fun. I loved it. Swaggy's not joining my fantasy baseball league this year for some, or it's not even mine. Yeah, well, for starters, I lost Lamelo. So, am I gonna win basketball? I don't think so, because. Dude, I think you'll be fine. We'll do a deep. We'll talk. Uh, I'm trying to go long today for our viewers. So we'll talk. Yesterday, you guys hit like every category I know. So that wasn't ideal that I missed it. We did oh, talk. Shit. Um, I think there's a fire. Did. I know the mellow because I had. <laughs> How do I flip my camera? Do you guys see this? Is that a controller? Oh, dude, is insane. <laughs> oh, it's just some factory. Never mind. It looks wild. All right, let's get into the NBA. Okay. I don't know how you're doing this. We have the Washington Wizards on the screen right now because they got a win against the Toronto Raptors, and it was extremely critical. And as a Raptors fan, I'm pissed. That game, this sucked, dude. It absolutely sucked. Nick Nurse got outcoached. Their players got outplayed. Kyle Kuzma continued to do Kyle Kuzma things. Uh, Bradley Beal even struggled, and they did, it didn't even matter. Like, yeah, man, Washington surgeon, and uh, it sucks because you know, I'm a big Rat fan, and they really needed it. And now, you know, good good on Washington though. So I'm happy for you because this is um, it's cool to see the way they started the season first now. Dude, OG had 26. Yeah, back-to-back good games, I believe, right? So, basically, what I've seen right here is last night the game. First off, Christoph Rzingis and Kyle Kuzma, it, it's the the Wizards are the definition of a bipolar team because we'll – I mean, we're the 10th seed now, and I'm pretty confident we'll make the play-in. Like, yeah. sorry, Chicago, they're, they're just self-imploding, and – I know they got the dub the other day, but I just don't see the Bulls being able to pass. I just think personally with the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis, and Bradley Beal, love, either if you love them or hate them, regardless, those guys are, you know, two of them are at least all-stars right there. You know, Kyle Kuzma, one could argue, is a borderline all-star player. I just think they, they show that they're a few pieces away from being, like, I'm not going to say a contender, but, like, just, uh, like, an actual playoff team that isn't going to be a perennial eighth seed or like playing team. Like they, if they had another couple guys, like they could be a, like they have a decent core. I just, you know, the, yeah. the roster construction's wonky, but you, you know, there's some games where like Gafford, Porzingis, 
got like Neil there, Tespert, Avia. Like that's decent. But then the rest of the roster, we have like a point guard by committee. Yeah, well, Monty Morris, that's that's what I was about to bring up. I mean, first off, also Daniel Gafford's been doing great in the last couple of games. But DeLon Wright is so nice for this team. Monty's been out for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Last night, 7.6 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals. Like, DeLon Wright is the perfect point guard to start, and I hope he starts for the rest of the season. So, thanks for coming I don't know in, if he's, uh, I, I don't know. All right, like, I, I, if he starts – He's got like it, it, he's more of a tone setter, and then you bring in someone to score off the bench. Yeah, so Monty Morris. Case would be yeah, Monty Morris or Kendrick Nunn in the it's uh, Monty Morris. No, I agree. Uh, the logic is sound. I don't. I think Delon Wright's on a one year one year deal, and I already know Delon Wright's some contender who needs like who saw what Javon Carter's done for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's just gonna pick up the Delon Wrights and. Like, I could see, like, the Mavs or something picking up, you know, DeLon Wright because he he's – that's the type of, like, guard you have off the – like, championship teams would have – you want would want to have off the bench. But, Swaggy, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think the Wizards will make the play-in or miss it? The thing with the Wizards is one half or one game they'll look legit and then the next they'll just look like trash. Like, KP last night at 25 and Kuz at 30 – so, like, Beal finally has that help, but there's just no consistency on this team. And I've seen them play a few times against the Knicks, and, I mean, they've got talent, no doubt about it, but is this a playoff team? Nah, man, I'm sorry. Like, they'd be a quick exit if they even made it. So, like, I don't, I don't think they will, personally, but. By that, you're, you're talking um, top six seed? It, whatever seed they have. I mean, look at the top teams in the East. Like, it's the best team oh, yeah, in the yeah. league. I don't. I think yeah. someone have to get hurt for them to miss the play-in, though. Like I'm really like I think they're like I can't see the Bulls unless Pat Bev like in like touches God and shares the touch of God with the rest of the Bulls and they figure out how to like consistently play. I think they're a game and a half in front of the Bulls right now. They have they're tied with the Raptors in terms of how many games back they are. And they're only, I think, less than three games back from being the the eighth seed or some or the seventh seed, something like that. So, like, they, I really just think they'll be a playing team. But like you said, they're either going to lose in the play-in or if they do make it to the first round, it's going to be like the year with Russell Westbrook where we make it to the first round of the playoffs and we're just swept by, like, the Sixers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you want to get to uh... – I mean, Brooklyn's a really interesting case because they suck. So that six seed's up for grabs, but no one's willing to take it because the Heat are struggling. The Hawks are a little bit of just 500. So if you're the Wizards, you got to – now you're tied with Toronto, but Toronto's got the tiebreaker. So you want to get into seven, eight at worst. I mean, they could possibly sneak into six, but I think um, – I think I talked about this a couple of days ago. The Wizards – in an ideal world for the Wizards, you get to the seventh or eighth spot, and Brooklyn maintains seven or eight, and you take down Brooklyn in the obviously like you want to get the six seed, but the Wizards I think will have a seven game series in the playoffs, and if they could get to three, and you're playing Philadelphia, I don't see it happening, uh, but it is certainly better than Boston or Milwaukee, 
I, we'll see. I could see it happening personally. They get Philly. I would think the same, but then Toronto last year, I thought Toronto was going to win that series, and they didn't. It could have gone differently at the end, but they didn't. It, they took them like two games to figure it out fully. It's just like Embiid's durability and James Harden on a team. You just never know in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to pivot the discussion, but you brought up something uh, that I thought was a, a point of discussion, which is the Nets. Kevin Durant and Kyrie left them with a pretty cushy, you know, amount of win totals. And they have not played spectacular, but the roster isn't like a bunch of bums. Like their roster are a bunch of starting level players, like even on the bench. And it's more of sense of the team looks like not like a bad team, but a team that like has never played with each other before. It looks like a bunch of guys, you know, still getting uh, the f- their first couple games in at like the wreck, running like through a tournament. But the that's my thought. How how far will the Nets fall, and will the Nets be a playoff or a play-in team? Dude, the Nets will be a playing team. I get what you're saying. They're starting caliber players, and they haven't played at all. So I think even if you had this roster at the beginning of the season, they're still at best a playing team. I mean, Macal Bridges is nice, but he's not a number one franchise guy. I mean, he just isn't. So look at Dorian Finney-Smith. Ever since he's gotten to Brooklyn, it's been miserable. He's he sucked. Like It's not like DFS is bad or – uh, Royce O'Neal is bad. They just they don't have their best players are Mikael Bridges and Nick Claxton. It's just not good enough. So, especially considering it's like a whole new roster, it feels like. I mean, they they Brooklyn's got to make some. They, they got figured out in the off season. Joe Sy's got to figure this one out. Sean Mark got to figure this one out because they're both going to be on the hot seat. They already are. You hit three Hall of Famers. And you have no rings, and in one year they're all gone. So Brooklyn is no threat, as I'm sure Swaggy knows from the other night, which is Swaggy. on the screen. Like, <laughs> 47 in the first quarter. Like it was, it wasn't even close <laughs> at any point. Dude, I so love Brooklyn's coach. Yeah, Jock honestly, Vaughn. I love the culture of the Nets. The, the coach Vaughn, right? Uh, Jock Vaughn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Jock Vaughn. Hey, just... Jayhawks. These guys play hard, man. They've got they've got a lot of talent over there. Uh, ben Simmons, I don't know what's going on with him. It's sad. I think it's all mental. It's in his head because this this dude should be a star in the league with what he can do at six ten. But outside of that, I mean, I'm not gonna say they have bad players. Like you know, there's some guys that I'd kill to have on that team, like you know, Cam Johnson and uh, Cam Thomas. Like uh, that's just, that's I'm trying to make sure I get the names right. The guy that came over from Phoenix, right? Like the shooter, Cam Johnson. Yeah, Cameron Johnson from North Carolina. He played, and he was like a bit old. He was like twenty-one or twenty-two when they drafted him. He's like twenty-six in his fourth season, yeah, about to be a restricted free agent. And then they've got the young guys, Cam Thomas, and uh, yeah, they just—they're good. I mean, they don't equate to winning basketball. They're just not Cam Thomas, especially. He's just so young. He's so raw. I—he's a great scorer, but that's why he's—you know—he's coming off the bench still and. Spencer Dinwiddie's your point guard. There's no shot creation on this team. Um, but it is cool to see guys like Cam, both Cams, Mikhail Bridges, 
kind of have free reign to finish out the season and they'll have a better idea of what they have. But yeah, I mean, the Nets are, that season's over. I like what Swaggy said. Like, I agree. I like the culture. Jock Vaughn. The thing is, is all you can, you can talk shit about this Nets team, but the one thing that this Nets team does do good, even if the score doesn't show it, play hard defense. Like, Dude, their defense falls, sucks. Like, huh? <laughs> their defense sucks. No, but, like, they try. Like, when they, like, sometimes in the first half they'll hold it, and then, like, a lot of times they just collapse in the second half. But, like, they like, and it's it's really also they. I don't think they have enough ball handlers There's on nothing. this team. Yeah, and I don't think they have an, like Mikhail. You you said it right. I think Mikhail Bridges on a a mediocre playoff team. He's a number two, but on a championship team, he's a three or a four option. And he's nice and all. But yeah, they don't have a dog. They don't have that guy. Like Cam, Cam Thomas is arguably their best shot creator. Like pure score. Yeah, they don't have. Sorry. No, no, that go go. That's a good point. I think to summarize what Brooklyn has right now is that there's a bunch of talent, but they don't have they don't have a setup guy anymore. I mean, you could argue they didn't re- really even have a setup guy, but like when you have KD and Kyrie out there, everyone else can just be a complimentary piece. Like if or they had a Chris Paul, guy. yeah, if, if they had a Chris Paul, it would be different. Mikhail's shown flashes of being a takeover guy, but like on defense, that's a huge reason why they're not going to. I mean, they gave up 131 to my Bulls. It was the it was, it was our best win of the season. 129 to Atlanta, 118 to Milwaukee, and 142 to to New York. So. I don't think their defense is going to hold up with their lack of creation to uh, – I mean, they have a little bit of a lead. I don't think they could falter outside of the plane because they have a five-and-a-half lead over Chicago and we're not good. So it is going to be it is going to be interesting. Maybe they start clicking towards the end of the year and they can possibly just get out of the plane, but they, they'd be an easy four-game sweep. They're an easy four-game sweep for uh, – Boston with <laughs> with Katie out there, so ugh. I don't know. Oh. Not not a not a great end to the Brooklyn Nets season. They were my championship pick. Yeah, I had them at one point <laughs> going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. All right, give me five minutes. I gotta go pack my bag. I'm here at the station. I just gotta grab my camera and then I'm gonna hop in a news car and call you guys back and hop back on the show. When I'm in the news car, so give me for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, we'll do a little. Um, what's up, Matt? How you doing, Matt? Nice to see you. Appreciate you pulling up. Everyone, hit that like button, hit that sub button. Swaggy and I, uh, we're gonna go a little bit late today. I think in the second hour, we're gonna talk all the Swaggy's teams. I'm just trying to get these recaps out of the way. I did want to talk a little bit about that Dubs game. Um, I want Zero to miss this stuff, but it's whatever. The Golden State Warriors have won four straight games, Swaggy, and uh, they're rising, man. They're fifth in the West now, and the Clippers, on the contrary, they have not won a single game since Russell Westbrook has come over. Now, there's flaws with both of these teams. Like, Golden State at home is one of the best teams in the NBA. They third-quarter Warriors last night, 42-16, to outscored Los Angeles, but – I I don't see the and it's not like it's all Russell Westbrook's fault. He had a horrible game last night, and 
don't know if you saw the clips on Twitter or you watched the game or the highlights or whatever, but they guard Russell Westbrook the way the Celtics would guard Russell Westbrook whenever the Lakers would play him. And, you know, you can try and claw in, stay in that basketball game, but when push comes to shove, it's just – it's not good. And it's not just Russ because – these Clippers, for some reason, now are horrible at defense. They're terrible on one-on-one. The rotations that Ty Lue is throwing out there is is horrible. You have experience with Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon got the start last night. All Eric Gordon does at this point in his career, and it's not I'm not trying to diss him here, is, but when he gets the ball, he takes the three. That's it. Sometimes he'll drive. Yeah, he'll, he'll drive, but... Oh no, man! They had they've finally with Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. They finally started to catch their rhythm for the first time this season before the All Star break. And for some reason, they took a huge risk, a huge gamble, bringing on Russell Westbrook. And uh, I think if they want to save their season, because they're falling, they're falling quickly. They want to save their season. They got to go back to their original starting roster of having Terrence Mann out there. Yeah, I mean the Clippers. They've got Kawhi Leonard. I mean, any team that has him has a chance. But you also, you know, today's basketball, you need multiple guys. You need Paul George is going to have to be there every night. Russell Westbrook. I mean, do you think that's really a risky pickup? I mean, it's a oh, Hall yeah. of Famer, a Hall of Future Hall of Famer, the guy that, you know, will give you his all every single game. He's played you know, with uh, PG. Russell Westbrook in his last 14 games that he started is 0-14. He's lost the last 14 games he started. <laughs> He doesn't equate to winning basketball. It's just the fact that, you know, last night, like Golden State is actually like they are really coming along. But Los Angeles had like an 11-point lead going into halftime. And, you know, Paul George was shitty last night. It's, um, you know, I hate saying it. Robert Covington needs to play way more, uh, by the way, as well. But the Clippers, they're a team that always – chokes they just find ways to choke and they're doing it right now and i want things to change but i'm telling you man they like russell westbrook has the ball at the top of the key whoever's guarding him goes all the way into the paint they they will let him shoot and in a seven game series that is going to come back to bite you in the ass because they will let russell westbrook beat you anytime you want and a seven game series is just that simply doesn't fly why doesn't russell just take a mid-range <laughs> He doesn't have it anymore. Damn, I remember in Houston, that guy couldn't miss down there. That when was the he came balls. into the league, he couldn't miss. Yeah. He was a bucket. That was his best in OKC when he won that MVP. He was a mid-range sniper. You could not beat Russell Westbrook in the mid-range. You couldn't guard him. He can get separation. And like I said, I'm not trying to blame Russ for all these issues because they stem way deeper than that. But it's just lack of of rhythm and maybe by the time the end of the season came if they started the season with this roster they would have figured it out but even without Russ it took them half a year half a season to figure it out and they start to figure it out with Terrence Mann in that starting lineup and Robert Covington I don't know if he I don't know what I don't know why he isn't playing but it's just there's so much talent on this team there's so much. And the thing is, with the with when he was on the Lakers, it was, oh, the Lakers don't have three-point shooting. So it'll be different when he gets to Los Angeles because they have three-point shooting. Well, that hasn't been the case. They're all in four. So. Yeah. Do they have three-point shooting? 
Well, you got to look at now they have Eric Gordon, right? Kawhi can make threes. Uh, Paul George can make threes. Terrence Mann can make threes. Norman Powell, Batum, Bones Holland, Robert Covington. Uh, they can make threes. They have a lot more shooters than the Lakers. How's that? Three-point percentage, they're ranked sixth. Three points made, they're ranked ninth. So uh-huh. they're in the top. And last night, you, you know, no Steph Curry, no Andrew Wiggins. I know Golden State is playing good. They've won four straight games. But, like, you got to – that. I'm not saying the season was on the line because it wasn't, but that was a must-win game for the Clippers. And uh, they, it was miserable, man. They scored 92 points. Like, you're, 91 points. You're not winning anything. They're the so, sixth seed, right? Or what seed are they? Now they, yeah, they're they're they've fallen to the sixth seed. They were the fourth seed not too long ago. They're actually now the seventh seed because of the Mavericks win last night. So they're in the plane currently. That, that should not happen. <laughs> yeah, and they'll still be Russ or no Russ. They'll still be if you're in the plane and you get out of the plane tournament, and even if you have to go up against a Denver or even Memphis, Sacramento, like the Clippers aren't a team you want to play. I've seen a lot of Kings fans say like the Clippers, I did not want to play the Clippers at all, but now that now that's kind of changing. So, yeah, I mean, they just beat up a healthy Clippers team not too long ago, you know, a double overtime. Exactly. Kings. And I think they didn't, they beat them the game before that too. Let me double check that. Oh no, that was uh they, they play them soon here. Again, I know that. Yeah, oh, that was OKC that I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, they play them tonight. Kings Clippers is tonight. Oh, okay. Which is awesome. Yeah, when was that? Yeah. I thought the Kings were supposed to have a primetime game. They do next week. Oh, that's next week against the Knicks. I was thinking that was last night for some reason until it happened and it, it, that wasn't the game. That's going to be a great game. All right, I think we have pretty much one more recap. And so Dallas Mavericks, so they got a win last night against Philly. You know, Philly to Philly's credit, they're coming off of a road back-to-back, and they had a 26-point lead, and they almost blew the 26-point lead. But thankfully, Luke and Kyrie, at the end of the game, they they stepped up. They almost – it was like a – four five i think it was a four point game at some point with several minutes to go but yeah luca 42 points 12 assists seven threes Kyrie 40 points six assists six threes they played very efficient basketball they looked good and you know i'm still not sold on dallas but that's definitely that was a very much a much needed win i mean now you're back in the sixth seed and they match up currently against the sacramento kings i'm a big king supporter but you know, that's a – if Dallas goes in with a six-game – or, sorry, a seven-game series, if they have a top-six seed, it's the same thing with the Clippers. You, you Even without Kyrie, you don't want to play the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs ideally. I guess, honestly, what the West is, you don't want to play any of these teams really because it's – every team's going to give you all they got. It's a loaded conference, but don't really have actually too much to say about the Dallas Mavericks, but that was a, it was a much needed win last night because I think they were what two and four heading into that game against uh, or with Kyrie. They just lost to the Pacers. Halliburton had a great game, and yeah, yeah, Kyrie. I saw him miss that game winner potentially. Yeah, Mister Ciro Aseo. Can you hear me, please? Yes. 
But yeah, my uh, my coworkers just found out about my YouTube channel. Oh really? They didn't know already? I think my my new my the news station director like the like the like basically like the the head guy, um like he knew about it. Like that's like part of the reason why he was interested. Plus like other things like because like your your body. I basically one second I fucking hate I hate new cars. One second. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in like a this different should, car. They should but, throw up this uh, show on their their news station right now. Well, I'm wondering because they they all everyone pulled up my YouTube channel on their computers. That's oh, I hope I'm they're watching right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, if they like just pulled up and they're like in the news station because they checked out only my main channel, but like on my channel you can see like my other. If they go to the and I mentioned the live show. Yeah. And I'm just laughing at the prospect. Of them potentially like just tuning in and just seeing me now driving and doing this show. <laughs> I'm in a company car. It's so bad. <laughs> we did have 14 viewers when he first popped in here, so maybe they're all. Yeah, I'm, I'm the fucking charm, bitch. <laughs> so uh, we were just talking Dallas. Uh, just talked to Clippers, Warriors. Talking a little Dallas right now because. Kyrie Luka combined for, I think, 82 points last night. That's an NBA record, isn't it? Two teammates? No. No, 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 no. Oh, damn. Someone, I, I mean, that's an interesting point you bring up, but I, I know LeBron and Kyrie. Two teammates have had 40-plus? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Let's, let's check Google. But, yeah, they, um, I think two teammates have had. Harden and Russ might have done it, actually. Yeah. At this point in 2020, Durant and Russ had to. Oh, yeah, this has happened. Let's see. Who's the Uh, best? With that being said, do you think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker is a better duo than Kyrie and Luca or Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. Dude, that's insane, though. 40 from two guys in a game on a team. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? Malik Funk did that shit with De'Aaron Fox. Oh yeah, Monty yeah, it Monty. did just happen. <laughs> yeah, talk your shit. <laughs> Dude, that's KD crazy. had fifty-one. Russ had forty in twenty twelve. Yo, whoever drove this fucking car before me did not fill it with gas. I have the gas light on, and I'm like, Ooh. I gotta oh, be at a, I gotta be at a place at nine, and like it's like siblings. Yeah, I mean. The difference is you're getting paid. It's like they consistently bitch about people not filling gas in the car. I just don't want to. Like I just don't want to ever be the one who does it. So like I'm pretty like on point. Is but, it comped? Yeah, yeah. I have a gas card in here. Oh, okay. I don't Are you in a van? No, I'm in a, a Jeep Renegade. Oh, I was gonna say like a news van, like Weasel News, you know GTA. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, the bigger networks do that, and they usually dab those because, like, I don't even fucking know why, but, like, I'm pretty sure it's just because they carry more gear. Like, I got, yeah. I got, like, shit in the back, in the trunk right there. Oh, I yeah. Got, uh, I got a tripod, camera, lav mic, wireless lav mic, wireless boom, uh, wireless stick mic, or whatever you want to call it, and then a few other, like, lights and shit. Um, and then I got, yeah, I'm just in a 
thing. But I got like the cool thing about this is I got like the panels have like the uh, the uh, news logo. Cool. And basically, everyone told me in my training, they're like, I'm not telling you this, but they're like, cops don't really pull us over. So, like, <laughs> they know we're like on the way to somewhere, like doing our job. So like, I can kind of rip like 15, 20 over, and like I just passed a state trooper doing like 70 and like a 50, like. You like, literally, as I was saying that, nothing just happened. Because you ever see that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where he's a reporter or something, or he's like an independent reporter, and they? I know which one you're talking about. Is that the one, uh, Nightcrawler? Is it Nightcrawler? Yeah, that might people? be Nightcrawler. That's what that reminded me of right there. Where he's the picture guy. Yeah. And he starts setting up the pictures. Yeah. Or not like... setting up, like being like too closely. In too close to the crime oh he yeah he gets into the crime scene and shit yeah yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying but <laughs> that's uh, i don't think i've seen it completely because it wasn't my jam but let's uh get back to basketball what what uh what else did you have on tap we just talk basketball um well you wanted to talk Goran Dragic as if you know the 6.2 assists uh, was the lead okay. headline. I kiboshed that. Um, but Goran Dragic to the Milwaukee Goran Bucks Dragic. would be nice. That's what they're saying. He has emerged. They wanted to sign him before he went to the Brooklyn Nets last year. And honestly, he hasn't been terrible. I mean, Goran Dragic has been and never will be a good defender. And he's just gotten worse as he's gotten older. But what he offers you is still competent three-point shooting at the guard position. And he's your third... You know, your third point guard. This team traded away George Hill and the deals that they made, and they don't have a uh, backup guard. So basically, now, God damn it, I do this every fucking time. I, the, I always think the gas tank is on the same side as my as my car, and it's not. So now I have to fucking look like a fucking moron and like flip my you car. Should, you should go get a ready and uh, and stream it. <laughs> no, but. I think, look, Goran Dragic, 35.2% from three. Six points a night, still, like, I think, like, four assists. He comes in, he can still, he's a, this team, also the Milwaukee Bucks, are 19th in half-court points per play, which is pretty terrible. So he's a really good pick-and-roller still. He's going to be a guy who's going to be able to hit the three-point shot at above-average three-point rate in the NBA. And you know what? Really, it's just if it's insurance, just in case if – Drew Holiday or Javon Carter were to get hurt. You have a guy in Goran Dragic who can still competently run an offense, in my opinion. Yeah, he'll give you – I remember last year with Brooklyn, he played like 20 minutes, 10 points in the playoffs. So uh, who wouldn't take that? And you're right. You know, he's just good. And the pick and roll, glad you brought that up. Get some pick and roll going with Bobby Portis off of that bench. And – it would just it would further bolster further bolster their already championship roster. Swaggy. And he's leaving the he's on the Bulls, right? Yeah, I think Stop we bought officially out. bought him out, yeah. I don't know, because from my team's perspective, like he wouldn't play for us. So it's hard for me to like put myself in the shoes of the Bucks who could use him. I'd rather him not because I the Bucks are a team that I see the Knicks having to play eventually. So I <laughs> prefer him not to go there. But at the same time, whenever he's in, whoever's offense on you know Goran Dragic. 
know, yeah, we're you attacking. <laughs> we're attacking every single yeah. time he's on the court. So IQ will like that match. Well, I could see him coming in <laughs> at blowouts with West Matthews, and West like Matthews. if he just put a whole, like yeah, and blowouts. Yeah. It was a decent move. Right. I would love if he did, if he went to Milwaukee over Dallas. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if he went to Dallas because they need him. But I'm uh, I'm Team Bucks this this Eastern Conference. Well, I'm Team Knicks, but like if we're being real, um, yeah. as far as championships go, sorry, Bucks sorry, don't want to see Jalen Brunson. Tell you that. I don't think Drew Holiday is all that worried. About he that should one. be. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the swaggy Drew Holiday was an all star and Jalen Brunson wasn't. So, you know what feels crazy about this season is that the, the I don't know if you guys, I'm starting to get the vibes again when the like the Bucks did when they won the championship a few years back. Yeah, dude, dude, I, I wore a Buck shirt to a bar and everyone was like dapping me up and I, they were like, Congrats, <laughs> man. I was like, Thank you. <laughs> I just pretended to be a Bucks fan. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sorry. I had to bring that up. But the year they won the championship. Yeah. 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 Dude, they're, they're definitely the best team in the league, though, right? I would say so. Who's it's going to be contingent on Chris Middleton being healthy. Yeah, I mean, but they Fun fact, who has the most wins in the NBA right now? It's probably the Bucks. Uh, the, it's the Bucks. Yeah. It's the Bucks. And not- Barely, right, over at Boston. Boston and Denver, yeah. Both have 44. The Bucks are 115th grade, so they're, the, they're currently the best team in the league. Dude, I'm I'm just thinking of when Giannis came into the league. He, he was what, 18 years old? I mean, he was, he was young. Dude, the, the craziest transformation I've ever seen in my life. Where he started to where he is now. Best player in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I guess Giannis would be the best player. I'm just trying to think of anyone else you could put an argument. Like, obviously LeBron's up there, but, like, LeBron's his own case, and, like, that's not even – is it – yeah, no. Who Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it would be Jokic, Embiid. Right now, Damian Lillard is certainly – But, no, my whole thing against Jokic is, <laughs> is like, Jokic, I love Jokic. I love Jokic. He's – our, our, he is the MVP, but when I say the best player, I mean like one B. I think one B one, who would win one B one, kind of like or like, in the sense that like Giannis arguably is the most complete player in the NBA. That's how I should rephrase it. He plays he defense, but yeah, yeah, he can't hit threes, but he's like he's not like not hit any threes. Like he shoots threes at least. He does shoot. He, he does shoot and try to make those threes. That's for damn so, sure. I bet a good clip. I think the other thing is, like, mm, 
don't know. I think it's um. I, I don't know. Kevin Durant was on a pretty insane tear. Even he was playing good defense at points with Nick Claxton. Even the other the other night yeah. in his debut, there were some decent defense moments. I think Kevin Durant. I don't know. Well, you have anything else on the schedule? Oh, there's the ready. Um, you know the Spurs. Jeremy Sohan. Oh, wait, Jeremy Sohan. <laughs> what do you think of Jeremy Sohan? He's the next Dennis Rodman. Okay. I mean, Jeremy Sohan. I think Dennis Rodman. I I guess I was gonna say like he's just. What we if Draymond Green was like more coordinated looking, like if he didn't shoot like he was shooting with a backpack on all the time, and like was more of a fluid athlete, I think that's Jeremy Sohan. Like Jeremy Sohan's like a way could be a way more, like maybe not as good as a passer as Draymond, but like a better scoring and rebounding. And like having a similar defensive impact if everything goes right. So Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was like abysmal on offense, like like dog factor almost. Wow. Like all putbacks. Wow. Wow. Dennis just didn't care to score. He just only scored what give it the opportunity or told. Yeah. Dennis Rodman was the most cheap player. Yeah. So yeah, so hands go. Right. He's a blend of Dre and and Rob. Malachi Bronin's looking nice for them. Yeah, I think Trey Jones is underrated. Yeah, they got all, all these underrated guys on this roster. I personally think the Spurs, like if they got themselves Victor Wembanyama, they would look like at the very least the Orlando Magic next year, where you'd be like, oh shit, this team's a year away from being in the playoffs, or you'd be like, holy shit, they could maybe make a late push yeah they need um they need Keldon to cement himself as a franchise player I don't think he is he is but he's a he's a he's a Mikhail okay do you get what I'm saying like on uh if this team's really good you need Keldon Johnson's the perfect third or fourth option yeah I'm excited to see Devin Vassell he's back now 20-point-per-game score this year. I think Devin Sell could be better than uh, Calvin Johnson. Devin Sell's wild. What are your thoughts on the Spurs, Swaggy? So, I'm just trying to think. Do you think Becky Hammond could become the head coach? Or do you think that's not That was like Quinn Snyder. So, the original rumor I heard was partially the reason he had left the Jazz was there was – we all know within five years, the next five years, Greg Popovich will retire. Will Hardy, Quinn Snyder, MAU Doke, uh, probably MAU Doke is not in line because the Spurs are very progressive as a franchise. They, there's people that we're aware are, that are going to be successors. Obviously, we're aware Las Vegas Aces head coach Becky Hammond was the first female assistant hired by the Spurs under Greg Popovich. I don't. I think she interim coached a few games. 
don't hold, don't put me on record for that one because, or don't quote me on that because I don't know fully if she did, but I'm pretty sure she did. They, yeah, and and Adam Silver said it. He said within five years he wants to see the first female head coach. I, I don't know. I don't know because I know there, there's people out there who are going to be Pop's successor, and. It's going to be somebody young, I feel like. I don't know. It's going to be someone young and unexpected because I just, I don't know. And also, I don't think Pop, I think Pop is going to leave when this team is in a good position, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe like a year or two after Vic gets there. I'm like fully convinced Victor Wembanyama is going to the San Antonio Spurs. And I'm fully convinced he's going to the Houston Rockets. There was um, there was a former NBA player who was just talking about this. I can't think of who he, who it was. He was like, he's like, listen, Detroit, Charlotte, Sac- San Antonio, you guys can fuck off. He's going to Houston. Like it, it's if it's real, he's, he's not going. going to Houston. He's going. Houston, to Houston would be the, the Houston uh, would be the worst place for him to go. Why? James Harden and Victor Wembanyama. I mean, that'd be insane. But also, we've talked about, I just think, like, if Steven Silas is still there. <laughs> he won't be. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> this guy's win percentage dude, is, like, 24%. I actually like Silas now. The other day, someone asked him why Alfred Shigun got benched. And <laughs> what do you respond? Uh, who were they playing that had 40 against them the other night? They got destroyed. You're talking about game 71. Portland. Yes, yeah, Dame. It was halftime. They're like, "Why'd you bench Shagun at halftime?" He goes, "Motherfucker, Dame had forty and a half." Was his response to the reporter? Like he literally deadpan looked at the guy, no hesitation. Motherfucker, Dame had forty and a half. There's no way he said that word. Huh? Steven Silas does not say the word motherfucking. He might actually. Is that a real quote? I'm like that. They they quoted it on the Athletic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google yeah. this. Well, no, he, he said that they attacked him every single time in the pick and they roll. They did. That's what, that's what happens anytime uh, the, the Trailblazers play. Is it's heavy. It's very heavy pick and roll. And uh, Shangoon, I love Shangoon. Uh, he obviously has a ton of defensive deficiencies, though. So, you know, I know a lot of Rocket insiders right now are talking about him possibly getting moved one day. Give me one second. Yeah, but no, but honestly, where do you guys think is the best fit for Victor Wembanyama? Like, I know you say Houston Rockets swaggy. We got the Pistons, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Hornets as the the teams most likely to be in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. If you had to choose, which one do you think would be the best? I just think it's the Spurs, A, because they're the only team that, like, isn't like like the I think it's the Spurs or the Hornets because the NBA doesn't give it to like tanking teams and they also love to give it to a team that like needs uh needs a boost and I feel like I mean the Hornets have a now so I don't think I think I really think it's the Spurs and plus the Spurs have are the most international team. The Rockets need we need a boost. We've had the worst record I, in the last three years of NBA history. 
I know, but like you go if you go overseas, maybe now Steph Curry's probably one of the more popular jerseys, but like ten years ago, if you went overseas to any country, you would either see a Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, or Tim Duncan jersey, wherever you went, any country. And then in number two, you'd have a James Harden jersey. Probably LeBron. Yeah, probably LeBron. Yeah. Kobe? Kobe. What are your thoughts, Swaggy? Who would you choose the best fit for – or best place you would want to see Vic? So what seat are the Lakers right now? <laughs> they can't get Vic. They can't no, get him. Talking, the, uh, the Pelicans, though, I'm talking about. Uh, um, I think they're still 13. Let's see. Yeah, so the Pelicans. 11. Oh, wait. They're no. 11. They're off of that. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, no. Top uh, – fi- the, the bottom five teams. Out of the bottom five teams, Malik. Charlotte Hornets could use him. I mean, Lamelo Ball, I think, is a future superstar. Right now, you can't call him that. But I think Lamelo has so much potential. I like watching him play. He's a guy that makes me want to turn on basketball, the way he plays the game. But they have no one around him. So, I mean, imagine Lamelo and Victor Wembanyama though, like every single night, selling out. the. Horn- imagine selling out a Hornets game. Like, that's, that'd be a special thing. So, yeah, the Hornets for sure. Yeah, I, I've thought about the Hornets a lot. I agree with you. It would be insane. I'm t- the, the one thing that's gotten me out from the Hornets not getting it, because at one point I was like, oh, my God, the Hornets are going to get the number one pick because LaMelo got hurt in the beginning of the season. I was thinking that, and then now it reinforced it. But Miles Bridges might get signed and brought back in March, allegedly, we're hearing. And... What if Adam Silver's just petty and he just sticks it to uh, Michael Jordan? And he's like, you brought him back when I said I didn't want him. It's just like, no Vic for you. I just think like, I'm not saying the NBA rigs the lottery, but I think it's it, when there's a generational talent, Zion, Anthony Davis, you know, Carthy Towns. You know, Andrew Wiggins with franchises need players. You know, they just like happen to, yeah, or like the Cavs. Then they won like a top three pick like four years in a row with when LeBron left the first time. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Dion Waiters, Tristan Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins. Tristan Thompson. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Was what about Anthony? Anthony Bennett was in there. Oh yeah, they did draft Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett as well. Oh, they had two number one picks: Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins. Tristan Thompson was third, third or fourth overall. Fourth, yeah. Well. Same thing with Deion Waiters, back-to-back years, because they, they went Kyrie, because the Clippers pick. Then Deion Waiters, then Tristan Thompson. You remember when Tristan Thompson switched hands? He was originally, what, a left-handed shooter. Then he switched hands in his, his third NBA season to become a right-handed shooter. It's just absurd. Is that why he's out of the league? <laughs> no, I think he's, he's out old. of the league because he just – He's not even that old. He's like 31 he's or 32. Tristan Thompson's out of yeah. the league because he just stopped playing defense. Tristan Thompson was arguably, like, uh, a not-as-athletic, bigger version of – uh, I mean, they're the same height, but, like, thicker version of Jared Vanderbilt and a more center version. 
He was a dominant offensive rebounder, but he's only 6'8", 6'9". All right. He could play defense. He wasn't an elite defender, but he tried his ass off. He could step. He was athletic enough to step out onto some forwards, and he had, you know, some pa- a little bit of passing ability. And he wasn't a terrible scorer. I mean, he could put backs and stuff. Never extended his range, but he just basically like after LeBron left and shit, he just stopped trying. Plus injuries, and he liked fucking yeah. the Kardashians. He came into the league as a great statistical defender. For several, several seasons. You remember Dion Waiters had the anxiety attack because of the he ate too, he ate too much uh, too many edibles. <laughs> yeah, been there before, Dion. Was that on the team plane or no? Or like a plane or something? Yeah, they were coming back from London, and or they were oh, going okay. to London. And he had edibles on him, and he didn't want to go through, like, TSA or whatever with edibles. So he ate all of the edibles he had, and he got so high he had an anxiety attack while they were in the air. And they had, I think they had to make an uh, emergency landing. That's oh sad, God. like, actually. No, it is sad. It's actually, like, super sad. Yeah. Just don't eat as many edibles. That's on him. Well, I mean, it just it means he was, like, a lightweight because, like, I'm just saying, like, if you freak on edibles, it just means you don't get high often. I wonder how many he had, because I've taken whole freaking chocolate bars before. Dude, if I get, if I eat, yeah, if I'm eating too many edibles, I just fall asleep. Yeah, you pass the fuck out. Ow. Yeah. Like, like, literally, it's like taking too many Benadryls. Yeah. Oh, man, will you ever take too many NyQuil's and you're like... Yeah, and it's like, literally... Out, like, it's horrible. Feel like you're on acid. So, okay. I think I've been. Okay, what would you guys say right now is the MVP? Right? Is it still Jokic? Because it, it seems like it's Jokic, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Darren Fox. Um, Darren Fox is goat. It's, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be Jokic. Voter fatigue, very real. If it wasn't him, it would probably be Giannis. Hey, Swaggy, we talked about this yesterday, Jackson and I. What are your thoughts on Ja Morant? Because I was comparing how the Grizzly organization has handled, like, and, you know, I have nothing against Ja Morant, and I only hope the best for him. And the only reason I say this is, you know, when you have a star player, you, you hope as an organization they give them guidance. Like, I think the, the Timberwolves have done a really good job with any hiccups they've had with Anthony Edwards, like from him eating McDonald's to, uh, to getting him a nutrition, to a nutritionist and trying to, you know, teach him about having a healthy diet to when instead of like, be, you know, being like the Brooklyn Nets or another team when he did the whole queer thing. Uh, they, instead of reprimanding him, they just, you know, had him issue an apology and like, just like you know, I think, like, they've done really good how they've handled stuff internally in-house. While the Memphis Grizzlies, they just seem like they're just letting John Moran do what John... Maybe maybe John's just ignoring them or whatever. But, like, I would just think, like, if I was an organization, I would just, you know, try to, like, teach the guy, you know, teach it. Like, and I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Again, I have nothing against John Moran. I just hope for the best. I just don't want him to get in trouble or anything. Are you talking about yeah. the allegations? 
Yeah, the allegations, but you know, Kyle, there's been like in the past like month, like three allegations, three accusations or whatever. There was like the the red dot site on the Indiana Pacers. Now oh, oh, the gun, the gun thing, and then there was one more incident that I can't remember. We just pulled up on a seventeen-year-old. Was the last one? Yeah, the seventeen-year-old, and then the oh. Indiana Pacers. There was one more thing. I think he got in like. I don't even know. I swear there's one more. But what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, accusations? I'm gonna be honest. This is a bad answer, but I, I saw the the things coming out, and it kind of just you know went over my head. You know, I'm just trying to see Ja play basketball. I mean, he had a you know, the, the Grizzlies won their last two games. You know, he had a what 39 point triple double. He had 20 the other night. So I, I don't really focus on that stuff. I know who Ja is. I know the player that he can be, and he just wants to win. So I, you know, I'm just trying to focus on the Grizzlies. You know, trying to get out of uh, out of the past, you know, first couple of rounds because they lost to Utah and then, you know, they lost to the Warriors. And I don't really pay attention to, like, the drama and, and that stuff, you know, because I'm just kind of trying to cover the Grizzlies. So I don't know if that is a good answer or not, but it's kind of how I No, I, I agree. I agree. And, like, this could all be nothing. This all could be nothing. Again, maybe this just be me being a journalist and just, like, always just trying to, like, look at the, the bigger picture, if that makes sense. I... Because, like, also the other thing is, like, I brought it up. I, like, again, there's nothing wrong with drinking or smoking or anything. Like, you have your fun and stuff. I just know, like, Jaw likes the juice, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. I, I just, I'm a big fan of the the NBA is a different league, and especially with the one and done rule potentially getting out. Like, these are these are teenagers, you know? Like, these kids, Jaw Moran's, like, our age. Maybe, I think he might be younger than us. All right? Younger. With, like, yeah, with hundreds of millions of dollars in his pocket. And I, I'm just a, a big fan of, you know, getting these guys financial literacy, give, you know, giving them people to mentor them, role models, just to, to teach them just how to, you know, to be a man and to, you know, just be a role model for people. And just, and again, like I know media is always just going to be right back, like going to be looking for shit to write home about. I. Uh, and what I like you said, I just want to see him play. I just want to see him play. And that, that's what I was trying to get. To. What I generally is what I'm saying is like I just want the hopefully the Grizzlies are doing everything they can to just make sure everything's all right so nothing happens, you know, legally or anything, so that we can continue to see John play. Yeah, well he just so he just spent thirty K in a grill and you know he's showing it off. I mean remember this guy wasn't even ranked coming out of high school. Yeah. So I just – it's so corny, bro. That's why I try to stay off of social media because like, this this kid who's, what, 21, 22? Like, yeah. spending money and people are, you know, going in the comment section and calling him a clown and hating on him. Like, come on, man. I mean, John Morant's one of the best players we have in this league. And you know, he's his dad is at every single game sitting courtside. He's putting up numbers. As long as Ja is performing, you know, who the hell cares? If you know, no, he's having no. a drink on a plane or something, like, getting drunk, I mean – I don't know, man. It's just – it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Who, Like, who cares what he does with his life? Again, like, I, I just see it as a way, like, I, I just don't want him to, like, you know, I just hope everything goes well. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I just don't want the, the guy to, like – Yeah. It's like, obviously, 23-year-old, like, you're going to booze. You're going to smoke. You're going to have a good time. Um, and it was never really an issue. It's just more so the the stuff in the last couple of months coming out uh, with the Pacers player and 
pulling up on a 17 year old it's uh, you know you don't want him to go down like you, you don't want it to go any further than it is right now just in case because you never know what's going to happen exactly exactly and you just yeah exactly and i'm just hoping they're they're giving him guidance and they're just not like you know but either way i gotta go interview cheers boys thanks for coming on hopefully my audio wasn't shit so yeah it was fine all right peace yep all righty we're in hour number two swag is that a show record uh no, I think on the trade deadline day we did like an hour and a half. We've only been out live for an hour, but it's just it's like a cow and coward joke. Um, the floor is yours, man. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Oh, let's do it. Because someone asked me to make a video on them, and I was like, "All right, you know, I'll do this. Throw it up, get 100 views." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like 5,000 views, more co- or more likes than like all my other videos. Yeah. And I just I can't believe that the Kings don't get coverage. Like that's crazy to me. They're yeah. one of the best teams in the league and they're looking for content. They're the three seed in the West. And they, they people aren't making videos on them. I know. That's crazy, bro. And people uh people are saying they could get up to two. I think they're only two games back of uh, Memphis right now, but they're beating some really good teams. Your videos are doing so well. If you guys are Kings fans or NBA fans, go check out Swaggy on YouTube and check out his Kings videos. I, I was thinking after I woke up and I saw your Kings video continue to pop off, I'm like, damn, I got to hop on another one as soon as this show is over. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great fan base, great teams. Um, one of my – you remember Aaron in uh, my NBA days? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so he's a Kings fan, so that's why I, uh, I remember buying a Sacramento Kings hat like – in high school at Lids <laughs> or something. And uh, I've always just had a soft spot for him because Aaron was my boy. And it's so cool to see this trajectory they're on right now because obviously it's not just this year. It's, I mean, they're they're looking good, man. You got Darren Fox looking like a, a rising superstar. Demona Sabonis, I saw in your Kings video, he plays like a superstar a lot of nights. Keegan Murray's about to break the three rookie three point record. Like he's right there. You know, Harrison Barnes was a, you know, came out struggling this season, but he's really stepped up just like he always does. Kevin Herter and Malik Monk were huge additions at the deadline. You have even more deeper guys, young hats like Davion Mitchell, but you also have your veterans more like Trey Lyles, Terrence Davis kind of in the middle of that. Uh, Matthew Delvadova comes in sometimes and plays a little bit. So this Kings team is – they're very, very legit. How far do you think this team is going to go? It just depends on matchup. I don't yeah. I don't know if I could bet on any team beating them right now, and I seriously mean that. Like, they're just yeah. – their offense is the most efficient in NBA history. Defensively speaking, in the playoffs, you're going to go huge, like short or shorter rotations, which means that their defense is going to only improve because they have their you know best guys out there more. They're one of the best fourth quarter defenses in the league, and as I mentioned earlier, they you know they beat a healthy Clippers team not too long ago. So, De'Aaron Fox, Mister Clutch, he's the clutchest player in the league right now, and it's not even just offensive stats; like defensively too, he's over 25 a game. So, bonus is your second option, a guy that you know can put up a triple double. In a hurry. I mean, they've got shooters around. 
They've got the coach of the year in Mike Brown. I mean, the, the thing about the Kings that I love is they're not just celebrating being the three seed, celebrating, you know, finally having a good team. Like they're thinking about a championship. They're always thinking about like the next the next step. That's why I kind of really like resonate with them because it's the same thing for the Knicks. Like, you know, I'm not looking at the Knicks and being like, hey, we just need to make the playoffs. You know, we need to make the first round. Like, nah, man, I'm trying to win a championship. I don't care about Giannis or I don't care about Embiid. Like, I know their teams are, you know, obviously going to be favored over us, but it's like these two teams, like we could be looking at like something crazy, bro. Kings and Knicks finals. Wow. And people don't see it now, but I'm telling you, man, there's something special going on. or something strange going on, I think is a way to phrase it better. But Yeah, Mike Brown had that to say yesterday. It was, you know, we're uh... – yeah, the playoff draw. I don't really care, man. We're here to win a. We're here to win a championship. I don't care about getting out of the first round, second round. Just like what you're saying, I'm here to win a championship. I got a comment on a Kings video uh, yesterday, and it was like, I'm going in. It uh, Kings 100 to one to win the NBA Finals is too hard to pass up. So Nick and I threw a hundred dollar bet uh, on the Kings to win it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, Darren Fox. Did you see? Uh, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, it was after the Clippers, right? Where he was giving a. Uh, a post-game uh, press conference, and he literally said, "Like, you know, I don't give a you know bleep who's out there. Like, I'm you know I'm gonna go and get mine." So, you know, Fox is he to me? He's he's getting close to transforming into a superstar player. Playoff. If he does this in the playoffs, we need to have a discussion about him. Yeah, and I could yeah, see him having uh, like a a Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray. Remember that series, or just in the bubble when both of those cats were going off in the playoffs, like. I can see Darren Fox do that and average 30 in the playoffs. Dude, the thing is, too, on my Knicks channel, when I first started making it, I made a couple of Fox videos before we got Brunson because we needed a point guard. You know, we had like Alec Burks. And the number one guy on my list was De'Aaron Fox. There was just something about him where it was like, I need this guy on my team. And then yeah. this season he goes out there and does this. So, yeah. yeah, good player, man. However they end the season, I think it'll be – you know, if I had to, if I had to give a firm answer, I would probably go second round because, especially in the playing right now, like you're gonna, you're looking at the Clippers who are suffering, uh, but you got Minnesota, Utah, Pelicans, the Lakers are around there as well. I think they'll, no matter who they play, they'll get out of the first round because um, I think they'll creep up to two. If they don't currently, they would play Dallas, which is never going to be easy. But that Demonis Sabonis in the paint will they'll just Darren Fox as well they're just going to abuse Dallas in the paint so I think they could get out no matter who they play in the first round except for maybe Golden State which they're they're looking safe from because Golden State's trying to get into the top four but I think if I had to make a prediction it would be the second round which is still a great season and you know I know Sierra and I were talking about this yesterday or the day before it wouldn't be out of the realm if they were the Dallas Mavericks of last season and you make the Western conference finals and maybe you even win the Western conference finals. Like I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that's this team's got the charisma. They got the swagger. They have the coach, they have the players, they have everything they need. The whole city's backing them as well. It's really cool. The only concern that I have for the Kings is they have no rim protection. So if they do go up against yeah. Dallas, like Luca and Kyrie, I'm terrified to see what they'd average in that series because they would be straight shootouts. There'd be no defense in that series at all. So in the NBA playoffs like that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man, like the Kings, if they just, if they had like Mitchell Robinson, like, Oh my God, like they oh. just, they need, they need someone interior that can like, cause um, Jalen Williams, the rookie for OKC, right. Um, the good guy that they've got over yeah. there. 
So he he was eight of fourteen when they played on shots that you know were before, uh, inside of the three point line. It was like all just attacking the basket against the Kings. So teams they're just going to look to exploit that. Like the Clippers, for example, I feel like Ty Lue could probably draw up something. So there is a weakness. Like the Kings aren't a perfect team, but you know twenty fifth oh, defense. So yeah, that, I do have concerns with them, but offensively, I mean, they can outscore anyone in the league. So I like them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their rim protection is the big question mark. They're only averaging like three blocks a game. And you got guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. averaging that on the season. But when you're scoring 121 points, it's it's just a really good sign. I with the Dallas with the Dallas thing, and it's kind of the same with Sacramento, but um, you know, they're not gonna cause many fouls. So Luca and Kyrie, you know, the Kings are going to have to be physical. And one of the reasons I feel comp or maybe not comp confident, but comfortable with the Kings in the defense, not being like the end of the world is just because Mike Brown has the defensive coach background and uh, hopefully he can hide as many of their flaws as, as possible. Yeah. I mean, he's just, He's been great for them. They love him over there, Sacramento. Yeah. And Coach of the year for sure, right? Yeah, I agree. I do agree. All right. What you got? So Pelicans, if you want to talk about them, we could do Knicks. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's just do let's do Pelicans, man. Save save the Knicks for the end, I guess. New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> Oh, you can't see this. Or the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Pelicans they've been lately without Zion. Yeah. Oh, shoot. God, God bless you. Yeah, that was just a desperate win that they had against Portland the other night. <laughs> man, they need must, man. Must win right now. Oh, this is yeah. So there we go. What's gonna have to do? The New Orleans Pelicans, the team unless, that was red hot to start off the season. They unless you want to, if you go to ESPN, you could pull up like the Pelicans against the the Blazers, right, and like show the box score. Maybe if you want to do that, yeah, it's up to you. I don't know. I can tell you how many ESPN videos I've made, and uh, like with the box score in the old days and. Some shitty video would be playing in the background. And oh yeah, that's annoying. They'd be like, "Oh, this I have to delete this video now." Yeah, so they <laughs> come off a four-game losing streak. Big game against the Dubs coming up here. That's tonight, right? Or when is that? I think it's. Tonight. Is it might be the back to back though? Yeah, it is tonight in Golden State. Oh, I can't that's wait for that game. It's tough, dude. That's really tough. That's not what you want. Brandon Ingram. We talked a lot of Brandon Ingram yesterday because he's severely underrated in the league. But Oh, my God. He had defensive stats? Yes, Ingram. Two steals. <laughs> he went like seven or eight straight games with no defensive stats. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just... Yes, man. Do you th- what do you like of – did you like that Josh Richardson – for Devontae Graham, basically. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he, he can do a lot of things. When the Pelicans played against the Knicks a couple of games ago, Richardson, he had a stretch where 
Yeah, like I think or no, this is this game. Yeah, he had like a uh, he was he had a couple possessions straight where he was scoring. He was getting steals. He's just an active player. I think the Pelicans really needed that, and he's starting over Trey now because of his yeah. defense. So I, I do like it, man. I, I mean, is it like a something that's gonna you know, get them a, to the next <laughs> round of the playoffs? Like probably not, but it was a, it was a good addition. So for yeah, sure. I agree. All love to Devontae Graham. And, you know, Trey Murphy is still going to play. I mean, he played 32 in that game against Portland. He's still going to play. He's still going to get his minutes. That was just a, a pretty bad game from Trey, although plus 16. Their whole bench was in the positives. That's good to see. Um, I'm, I'm really big on, on Trey. I think off of the bench is going to be interesting. I think he's he's not bad on defense at all. The, him and Richardson, he's like just kind of almost like a younger Richardson, three and D prototype, but how far? Well, first off, what are your thoughts on Zion? I'm obviously this team struggling with how Zion, but I haven't heard anything about his return if he's even coming back. Yeah. So, so if he doesn't come back, what's the word? How same far thing as last going? season. They make the plan, they advance, and they take whoever they play in the first round to you know six, seven games. Yeah. Really hot take because they're been horrible lately, but you know I know what this team is capable of with Willie Green and. Right now, they're missing Zion. They're missing Lance. They're missing yep. Valanciunas. So Ingram, he in order for them to win that game, he had to score 40. They also were trapping Dame. And if you look at Dame, I think he had 41. So, yeah, he did. Yeah. So that's what happened. When you double and trap Dame, he still gets 41. That's how damn good he is. So yeah. <laughs> this was just a, a must-win game. And second half, the Pelicans couldn't miss. And I'm glad they got the win, man, because I was getting really nervous here under 500 like you don't want to lose this game mm-hmm. two two notes are so the pelicans aren't the best three-point shooting team so josh Richardson was he's a good three-point shooter so that's interesting um they're a team that can be really sloppy at times and this six turnover number against portland and i know portland's not a great defensive team and they're missing Nurkic and uh Simon Simons isn't really the defensive worry, but six turnovers is very important. They're going to have to play clean basketball to finish off this season, especially tonight against Golden State. Golden State is also probably more actually very turnover prone. They they can be very sloppy at times. So if the Pelicans want to take down Golden State outside of Brandon Ingram getting his bag and CJ getting his, they're going to need to make their threes and not turn the ball over. And uh, that's the blueprint for tonight. If Zion comes back, how far do you think this team could go? Oh, let's say Zion comes back for the last 10 games, which is finals. If Zion's on the court, this team is not losing in the playoffs. Damn. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Pelicans are, they're good, man. It's just without Zion. I mean, Zion's a, we can't call Zion a superstar. We haven't really seen too much of him, but I mean, Zion is, I would say he's a top 10 player when he's unhealthy. What he can do, I mean, giving you 25 at night, you know, 10 boards. Just unstoppable, basically, Zion. And we saw that when Zion was healthy at the beginning of the year, weren't they? They were the one seed. They were just they were 23 and 12, 18 yeah. and 8. Yeah, they were they were the team to beat. If they weren't the one seed, they were top three, no doubt about it. Then yeah, yeah Zion just... goes down. They lost what is this? One. Oh, this is geez. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Oh, they they lost ten straight games right before yeah, All Star break, or not right before, but leading up to the All Star break in the January, early February. I'm trying to. I think they're like eight and nineteen without Zion this year. 
I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Something like that, but yeah, that checks out. I mean, even for them, they, like, they got to start winning these games. Now, the good news is that win against Portland was huge because it gave them a buffer. Um, you know, they're technically tied with Utah at 31 and 32, but Utah's got the tiebreaker. So if the Pelicans could even go on a five-game winning streak here, you will be either the sixth or seventh seed. And but you can't lose like four or five straight. If you lose four or five straight, it might be the end. I mean, you got the Lakers right there knocking on the door. Now the good news is for Port for uh, the Pelicans is LeBron James. His season's probably over. He's going to miss at least 10 games with the new evaluation of being out for three weeks. So he's missing at least 10 games, which is in the Pelicans' favor. And, um, you know, Portland also dealing with a bunch of injuries. And, you know, Portland's just not really even having a good season. So you're telling me that LeBron James might miss the playoffs for two straight seasons? Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Anthony Davis is back now. Um, you need Anthony Davis to be MV Davis. I. It's hard to bet on the Lakers at this point. But, you know, Utah is right there, and the Pelicans are right there. And the Lakers can step up and win some games. I would say probably for both the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Lakers, the Blazers, I think whatever team is 500. If you're 500, I think you'll make the playoffs. They're playing, sorry. That's how close it is. And which side of the trade do you like more? Do you like that Lakers who got that championship, or do you like the Pelicans who have the bright future? I think you got to go with the championship. You know, it's – yeah, there are some – great players on the Pelicans that the Lakers had to either give up or, or lose out on. But I think a championship is – I think it's worth it, as, as shitty as it sounds. I mean, I remember when we were in, like, um, early days of high school, the Lakers were so bad. I mean, they were so, so bad. But it's a high-market team, and someone will always go there. And if the draft lottery is rigged, if the draft's rigged, they'll always be getting nice players. So I think it was just something you had to do. Obviously, the last couple of seasons aren't the way you want them to go. Injuries have really sucked, and the Lakers' future is certainly at risk here. I would say if the Lakers miss out on the playoffs, I think Anthony Davis will get traded. Yeah, it's, it's tough because, like, the Lakers won that championship, and I don't know what is going to happen to them moving forward, though. It seems like every like they, yeah. they were desperate when they traded for us, like, clearly. so Yeah, they were very desperate, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the Pelicans haven't even you know, been out of the first round, so we can't I can't say that they won the trade, you know. Um, it's just, I mean, they got – remember, they lost Lonzo, obviously, which he was a, mm-hmm. a part of that trade. Uh, yeah. They missed him for sure. Ingram, I mean, I think Ingram's like an all-star caliber player. They also drafted uh, was it Jackson Hayes, who actually played fantastic in this game. Defensively, he's good, too. But, yeah, I mean, the Pels, they've got a lot of work with. I like Willie Green bringing him in you know, last season. But right now, it's just about health. It's not just Zion that's out. I mean, they're missing their entire you know, front court, basically, is out right now. So, I mean, yeah, Herb, play, Herb played center. Herb was playing uh, – finished the game as the center in that game, so against Portland. He's six seven, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. West is wide open, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. The NBA is pretty wide open. Let's see, 
All right. On to Knicks. Yeah, Knicks. Knicks is good to end it, or, you know, there's always Memphis. They're interesting. Yeah. Can you guys see this? Oh, wait. Damn, there's only one person in there. Oh, yeah. I haven't even looked at any comments or who's in here. Only two comments on the day. Thomas uh, and Vento. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to kind of get my uh, knowledge up and get used to this. So yeah. that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. So. so the New York Knicks are on a fat winning streak. What is that, seven in a row now? Yeah, that's seven in a row. Josh Hart trade, of course. Knicks have so since December fourth, the Knicks have the fourth best offense in the league and the ninth best defense. And mm-hmm. legitimately, this Knicks team could come out of the East. Like uh, people will not admit to it. Some analysts are starting to get there and being like, "Okay, this Knicks team's actually really good." We don't have Giannis on on this team. Obviously, we don't have a Joel Embiid, but what we do have is whoever the five guys on the court at all times. You know, they're defending. I mean, RJ Barrett is actually our worst defender, statistically speaking. And as long as we can just try to figure out him, I mean, like, dude, Jalen Brunson and Randall, they're probably going to score at least 25, usually every single night a game. Uh, And, yeah, I just – I like this Knicks team a lot. I would say this is the best team we've had since 1999. Like, that's how good it is. And that team went to the finals, of course. Mitchell Robinson, his rim protection has just been unreal. You can see he only had two fouls. In that game against Brooklyn, he used to – I feel like he'd have five fouls every single game. Like last season, he just could not stay out. And yeah, Quentin Grimes had 22. He was 6 of 9 from 3. His defense every, – every, people don't talk enough about Quentin Grimes. Ever since we put him to the starting lineup, that's when we started to really turn up. Uh, Coach Tibb, he went to that nine-man rotation. Yeah. And, like every Everything is going great right now. I mean, there isn't a single – player I, I dislike that that's playing right now. I mean, it's just truly unreal how good this team is. I mean, Julius Randle's back to his old self. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson wasn't an all-star, and I'm glad he wasn't because ever since he, he wasn't named to the team, I mean, he's just been on a different level. 15 of 18, I, you, you guys have to realize that, you know, Jalen Brunson early on in this game, it looked like he was coming out, man. You know, he, he got – somebody went to drive and he collided with them and then went down and he was kind of limping around. And I was like, is Brunson going to come out of this game? And then look what he did, bro. You know, dropped 39 the rest of it. He had 30 at the first half. So I'm telling you guys right now, man, you know, people can can say that the Knicks are a first-round exit, but just make sure you're watching when the playoffs start because this team is not a first-round exit. This is a championship-level team. And I'm telling you guys, they, they realized that last time they made the playoffs, they lost in the first round. Randall was pathetic. The team was pathetic. But they didn't have a point guard. They didn't have Jalen Brunson. And yeah, who was their point guard uh, starting that game? Alfred Payton, was it? Yeah, Payton, and then they used a lot of Derrick Rose, too. Yeah, yeah, Derrick Rose was probably their best player in the in the playoffs that year. Appreciate you, LB, watching. Always appreciate. Um, I think – so I will say I don't think New York's going to make it to the championship. I don't think they're going to win the championship. But what I will give you for sure is – Currently, they're probably the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, and they're knocking on Cleveland's door. You're about a game and a half out from them, so they could definitely get in there and have a home seven-game series. I would take New York currently over Cleveland and Philadelphia. I don't know. You know, we still have a lot of basketball left, so who knows? Maybe by the end that'll change. I think 
one of the reasons I can't discredit you and the Knicks is because they're having a second half of the season right now, just like Boston did last year. And Boston made the NBA Finals. I guess Brunson isn't Tatum, but he's playing just as good. And, you know, Randall's playing just as good as Brown. So I can't put it past you. I don't think it'll happen, but I can't put it past you. Either way, Jalen Brunson, best Nick point card in my life. So long term, they look great. They look great. They have all their picks, which is something you can't say about the Knicks. They usually trade all of them for some type of star to turn this around. Yeah. They have the second most road wins in the league. So when they go on the road against these top teams, they'll be ready. They've been great at home lately. So I, I just like where the Knicks are. The one team that we're concerned with is Milwaukee. I think everyone's concerned with Milwaukee. But in terms of Boston, like no fear whatsoever. I can speak confidently for every single Knicks fan as a, as a fan of the team that no one fears Boston. Wow. Whether it's going into Boston in the playoffs, like we don't care. I mean, we feel like we're better than them. And no, no Jalen Brown, obviously, last time we played them. So we're not just ignoring that. But if we beat the Celtics next game, that's the first time in 10 years we've won the season series. 10 years. This is a different Knicks team, man. Yeah, I'm just just happy about it. And uh, Josh Hart, plus 30. <laughs> plus 30. Just ridiculous, man. Get, getting this guy at the trade deadline and winning seven straight since. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. I fully agree. It's going to be cool to see, you know, one thing, um, kind of like our last two talking points, Sacramento and, and New York. I'm not saying Chris Middleton, but, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if one of these teams acquires a guy like Chris Middleton and just gets into that, like, all right, yeah, full regular season and the Knicks are a top two team or the Kings are a top two team. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with R.J. Barrett, but we'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. The way they're progressing, they're looking just fine. Maybe not necessarily RJ, but like you know, Jalen Brunson, stars. Jalen Brunson's star. Can't really argue that at all at this point. Yeah. So. And we weren't willing to give up RJ for Donovan Mitchell. And looking back on that, that saved the Knicks. And the reason why I say that, yeah, because they wanted four or five first round picks. They wanted RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, maybe even Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, could you imagine if we gave all of yeah, that up for Mitchell? Yeah. Like, bro, like, no, we're we're literally chilling right now with all our picks, all our young players, all our depth. You know, yeah, Rans, uh, Randall and Brunson are a huge reason why we're sitting right now in the fifth seed, but it's a lot of that is also just the depth that we have, man. You know, starting yeah. with Grimes, Emmanuel quickly emerging into the six-man category. He's the third-best defender on our team, according to Raptor. Emmanuel quickly couldn't, like, really defend a fly last season, and all of a sudden he's playing elite defense. I mean, whenever uh, quickly's finishing games, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've watched a ton of Knicks games this season or a decent amount. So you, you might, I don't know if you know, but like, you know, Barrett doesn't close out games. He doesn't finish the games. Like he'll start, but quickly will finish with a. That's hard. really tough. We'll, we'll see what they decide to do in the playoffs. I agree with you fully though. Look at like, you know, compared to the Donovan Mitchell, if they gave up all those assets, uh, Look at the Cavs and, and the Knicks right now. Which team has depth? Which team has Donovan Mitchell, but what team has depth? So, yeah. Yeah, watch out for those Knicks. Dude, I can't wait for the playoffs, man. I know. I'm ready. I'm ready to go into Boston right now in, like, the second round. <laughs> Dude, let's go. When do we have the uh, 
Well, we got the playoffs officially started. We got 20 or so games, I'm going to guess, six weeks. April 9th. Yeah, about five weeks away from the playoffs. Five, six weeks. So. There's still so much left, though. I mean, like anything could happen. Yeah. This is when teams like the Knicks, like you guys are itching, you're excited. Uh, but then you got teams like Boston or, or Philly, and they're just like, uh, man, we got like, you know, we got a lot of flaws or we're feeling pretty good. We're the Nuggets, we're the, we're the Celtics. We just want to get into the playoffs now. And yeah, this is a, these are the times where teams can really start getting seeding matters a lot. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, the first seed would be huge. Yeah, fully. And if imagine even if they get to the third seed and Philadelphia just like shits the bet or whatever, and then you don't have to deal with Milwaukee in the second round. That's, you know, it's stuff like that. Yeah, that would be huge. I, honestly, I, being realistic, I don't think we can beat Milwaukee. I mean, that's a little bit crazy, but I do think we'd make it tough on them. And that's mm-hmm. uh, for, for a, as a Knicks fan to make it tough on the Milwaukee Bucks would certainly be a step in the right direction. Yeah. But um, hey, you know, we don't, you know, if we avoid Milwaukee, we don't have to beat Milwaukee, right? So yeah, someone could help us out. Or, yeah, po- yeah, possibly. It's not <laughs> not looking not looking great. You need a team like Philly or Cleveland to really step that up. But <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, man. But is there like any other team you wanted to talk about? No, I'm chilling. Got uh, hit the gym. Nothing really to do today. Got to not shit the bed on YouTube. So I'm excited to get back to work here. Yeah, right. I saw. So I haven't seen your Lions video yet. I like I was on YouTube and I was like, oh, 10 hours ago, you made a Lions video. And then you made a Niners video, a Kings video, right? Oh, the Niners video did so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might just, I think I'm going to wait for news to drop and just start doing NBA. I think is what I'm leaning towards. Because, like, the Kings, like, that's kind of crazy. I know. I'm probably going to make a Kings video in the next 20 minutes. But, yeah, all right, man. It was cool. Zero yeah, next you. time. Yeah, next yeah, time, Ciro, we, we need him. We need Ciro here that when he's not in a vehicle. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, though, dude. I'll see you. All right, I'll see you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, oh shoot. Damn. Well, Swaggy, if you still see this, we got to play Purtle. I can't believe I forgot about Purtle. I hate playing Portal alone. I'm going to go pray for Wemby. Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Pretty chill, quiet show. Um, I, I just kind of – I don't think I think Jalen Brunson has thicker hair. Yeah. Um, did I, like, seriously hate playing this game alone? All right, we're going to figure this one out. All right, we'll go. Hmm. There's a young boy in the central. Hmm. Oh, is that um? Oh, what? Oh, Karis is older than twenty-three. Oh, that's Isaac Cor. All right, guys, that wasn't bad. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you live on Monday.